One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome back to the third and final instalment in our mini-series on pelvic health. And today we are taking a deep dive down into our nether regions. Yes, we're talking designer vaginas, vaginal atrophy and how the latest advances in laser technology can really help solve a time-old but sadly little-discussed issue. That's a problem for so many women. And to give us the lowdown on all things down below, I'm so delighted to be joined by Ali Dilks, the Clinical Director of the Women's Health Clinic, a nurse-led network of private clinics springing up all over the UK. Ali, welcome. Thank you. Now, we've got to know each other quite well over recent months for reasons that we will come on to talk about. And I was particularly fascinated in inviting you here today because your background is as a midwife. Is that right? Is that how you started your medical career? Um, I I did my general nurse training first and then midwifery. And then I left midwifery and went back into general nursing. I've worked mainly in all areas of women's health. Right. So there's not much that you don't know about down below. You've you've seen it all. I've seen most of it. I've seen lots of different things. Okay. And I remember talking to you when, when we first met and you said that one of the first things that women say to you when they come and see you and, you know, you you take a look at them, you're examining them, is, am I normal? Do you think that's a sort of a common concern for women that we're thinking, you know, what do we look like down there? Is it normal? I think it's a huge concern for women of all ages and quite a lot of the younger ladies that we do see, they're more concerned about the exterior appearance, you know, and there's a lot of hard sell with um, having surgical labiaplasties. Um, I've seen ladies that have had their labias completely removed by surgeons because they're not happy about their appearance. Really? Yes. I mean, the labia are there for a reason. They're there to protect the vagina from sort of infections getting inside. So yeah. it is important. But we all come in different shapes and sizes. Um, women are often concerned because one side is bigger than the other. Right. But, you know, we are not symmetrical. Our eyebrows are not symmetrical. Nothing about us is symmetrical. Mm. So why do we expect our labia mm. to be? I think it's very difficult these days for young girls, especially with um, sort of waxing pubic hair, so they can see more what's going on down there. They go on the internet, they Google, um, but a lot of the, um, the pictures that they see have been photoshopped, so nobody really knows what is normal. And it's not an, not something you can talk about with your closest friends. Really. Yeah, yeah, you're not actually going to say to your mate, oh, you, or could you what? just just take take a look and let me know and what do, you think? And, does this look like? and, and that friend probably doesn't know because they're completely different. Yes. But they are both totally normal. And do we change a great deal during childbirth? Obviously, as as a midwife, you've you've looked after many women. You've you know delivered, I'm sure, countless thousands of babies. What physically happens? to the vagina because obviously it does this extraordinary stretching ability do we go back in the same way afterwards (laughs) nothing is ever the same once it's been stretched but you know you've got the 
uh, sort of circulating levels of high levels of progesterone in pregnancy, which relaxes smooth muscle, everything changes. Your pelvis actually can grow by a centimetre with the symphysis, pubis can relax from the progesterone, which makes everything bigger. So it's nature's way of making childbirth easier. But obviously this is all going to have its toll when everything's trying to go back to normal after right. you've given birth. Yeah. And you've got the weight of the baby in pregnancy, the effort of pushing the baby out during labour, you know, everything and everything gets quite stretched. Mm. So, ex, you know, internally things are never quite the same, but the external appearance does change as well. A lot of women report that their labia look sort of softer and longer and mm. and sort of almost a little bit dusky in colour, really. They sort of lose the pinkness and the firmness. Right. And presumably that increases with more pregnancies, with multiple pregnancies. Multiple pregnancies, yes. And, of course, we're continuing to age as well, so... Yes. Yeah, we'll we'll come on to that. I remember one analogy that you gave me was like when you you buy a tent for the first time (laughs) and it's all sort of beautifully flat packed and very neat. And then you put it up and you get this huge, you know, stretching of the material. And then when you try and fold it away again, it never fits back in the bag. It's not quite the same, (laughs) is it? So is that sort of a similar way of of looking at things? Not quite going back in the same way. And we've talked in this series about pelvic floor and about the things that, you know, physically we can do to to help with sort of Mm -hmm. exercise. But your main area now of working is working with the new technology, working with lasers. Correct, yes. And this is a really interesting advancement, isn't it? Because we've known about lasers for a while and their effect on the skin in producing more collagen, mm-hmm. which is why they can work in anti-wrinkle treatments, for example. So how are they working down below? They're working in exactly the same way because we don't, you know, we stop producing collagen at the age of 24. We stop at 24? 24. So is that the whole body? So that's when we start, that's when the ageing process begins. And all those collagen cores begin unwinding. So we all worry about the skin on our faces mm. and spend a lot of money. But, you know, we've got collagen throughout the whole of our body. And then obviously our vaginas have all those... Um, the, like we've said, the weight of pregnancy, mm-hmm. you know, the effects of childbirth, it's all going to take its toll as well. So it's the collagen that is also causing the loss of elasticity and the... Coll- yes, collagen and, of course, the menopause with the lots of lock, less lack of oestrogen because we've got a lot of oestrogen receptors around the vagina and around the right. urethra where we pass urine from. So as we sort of go towards the menopause, when there's less circulating oestrogen, mm-hmm. you know, these tissues dry out and can become quite thin and tissue mm. paper. Um, and can split quite easily. Yeah, it's a tricky time, isn't it? Now, we've it's talked um, quite a bit in, in other podcasts about vaginal dryness mm-hmm. and that being triggered by the lower levels of oestrogen throughout the whole body. So, as you said before, the skin gets drier, you know, the quality of our hair, you know, is, is less. I mean, actually, if you kind of thought about it, you'd probably want to just go off in a corner and be despairing. But the good news is that, you know, there are lots of good things that, that we, can things we can do. Um, actually, we should probably talk about here about the role of HRT and the role of replacing hormones because we've touched on oestrogen. Now, that's something that your clinic is also looking at because women don't just come for you for laser treatment, do they? No, I mean, the, the clinic started originally when a, a, a mutual friend introduced myself to my friend Emma Seuss who's also a nurse she's got a background in urology and then she wanted to do aesthetics so she's an expert on lasers Mm -hmm. Um, and then my background is women's health so when the two of us got together introduced by a mutual friend and instantly became really really good friends Um, and the combination of both of what we do what we set out to do two and a half years ago is quite a different clinic to how we how we run the clinic now mm. just by patient experiences really and just we never expected to get the results we got and women that have asked for certain treatments as well and we realize that menopause is so overlooked yeah 
You know, it's sort of something that ladies go to the GP and GPs can't be specialists in everything. Sure. You have a seven minute, seven to ten minute appointment with a GP and you, menopause, you have so many different symptoms. Mm. That you just can't mention all of them. Often ladies start off talking about their low mood and irritability and the GP automatically thinks depression. It's yeah. quite easy to just prescribe antidepressants and move you on the way mm. without actually talking about your periods and your hot flushes and why you're irritable and what's, what else mm. is going on. So tell me what happens when a woman comes to you for a consultation because instead of getting that seven minutes with a with a national health GP, how, how long will you have with them as an initial consultation? So we are a totally nurse-led clinic, mm -hmm. so um, the phone is always answered by a qualified nurse. So if you ring up with any questions, you won't ever have some reception staff that said that can't answer the questions so that we'll get back to That's your handy. questions. Yeah. Answered, answered instantly. So everybody gets a sort of 20 to 30 minute free telephone consultation with mm -hmm. a nurse to discuss their symptoms, what's going on. Um, and we're not just talking vaginal dryness here. We're talking, we're talking about, about all, all aspects, all of, aspects. Of, of the menopause and Menopause, stress incontinence, um, vaginal dryness. A lot of women with laxity problems, worried about the appearance of their vaginas. Um, so the, the phone is answered by nurse and then the nurse will then allocate you to one of our nine clinics across the country mm -hmm. and hopefully with the most appropriate of our nurses. Yeah. And then at the appointment when you come in, you're kind of one to one time because that's the it's, crucial time, isn't it? That's about 40 minutes, is it's, it? It's a 45 minute consultation. But before you come, we when we make the appointment, the email that confirms your appointment has a health questionnaire on mm -hmm. it. So we get a little bit of background about what's brought you here anyway in the first mm. place. So the nurse knows a little bit about you. Some of those questions are quite personal. Mm -hmm. And we do tell the patients that um, they are going to be asked quite personal questions. Right. Like so, what? Um, just about um, orgasms and, you know, right. all different things like that. You yeah. know, do you find so it you... difficult to orgasm? Do you have problems passing urine? Gosh, that is yeah, that is quite a personal thing it's to fill out on an things, anonymous yeah. questionnaire, yeah. isn't it? You're thinking, where is this going? Yes. But they will recognise, you know, recognise scales, and they're quite useful for research purposes. Because if we talk about laxity, and then when people then get sent the same questionnaires throughout their um, treatment plan, so that we right. can, we can score whether people have found that yeah. there's a difference or not. Some ladies are quite reluctant with the first questionnaire, but sure. once they realise why they've filled that information in, okay. then they, yeah. they feel a lot more confident. And, and having met you and, and met your nurses and realised that it's, you know, yeah. you're not sort of just a sort of a cosmetic leg clinic, because I think a lot of, particularly with lasers, you know, there is a lot of work in the beauty industry and you've almost sort of got hairdressers and people offering, you know, yeah. let's go in and have a quick kind of vaginal rejuvenation treatment. And this is a different thing, isn't it? This is a health it's a health thing, health and all, all our nurses are very experienced with with women's health issues. So it's right. not just about using the laser. You know, everybody's highly trained to understand mm. how the laser works, but we've all got a lot of knowledge about women's anatomy. Yes, excellent. And can you also pick up other things that are going on? So things like the rise in sexually transmitted diseases, which we're seeing now, particularly with older women, Definitely. who are less worried about you know AIDS and using condoms and whatever, but actually still opening themselves up to being quite a lot of the ladies that come to our clinic are you know around the forty to fifties, maybe going through a divorce and. I'm going to embark upon a new sexual relationship. I feel quite conscious that they've had children, so mm -hmm. they kind of come just to have a little bit of a, a refurb almost. Just, <laughs> um, yes. And then we, when we start talking to them and they've had a new partner because they've just gone through a divorce, not worried about pregnancy because they may have a marina coil or be menopausal or have a new partner that's had mm -hmm. a vasectomy, so they don't use the condoms. So STI, STIs are higher in the in the 50-year-olds than they are in the 20s nowadays. Isn't that extraordinary? Because we've drummed into the 20-year-olds the importance of safe sex and using yeah. condoms. But, but we haven't, we don't consider because we're that. Not, because we're, 
women in their 50s are relating condoms to contraception and not worried about pregnancy, so they're not thinking of the yeah. STIs. So that's another service we then added to our clinic because mm-hmm. um, obviously I also have a background in sexual health yeah. um, and contraception. So we realised that you know we offered screening because a lot of ladies in their 50s might have had a, a relationship with somebody else, realised they put themselves at risk of an infection, mm. but are either too busy because they're working hard to go to the local sexual health clinic or feel too embarrassed because they too might bump into their children or their children's oh friends. Oh, my goodness, can you imagine? Can you imagine yeah, sitting going there to, like, an old-fashioned VD clinic and, like, what are you doing here? Yeah, <laughs> and somebody that you used to take to school is sitting in the clinic as well, so... <laughs> And so, we, you know, our yeah. clinics are very discreet. Right, yeah. And so nobody would know, you know, obviously we have appointment times and we stick yeah. to our appointment times because we're not as pushed as the, as the NHS. Yes. So you have an appointment time and you can have a much longer appointment where mm. we can discuss that. We can do the screening. Most of our nurses are also prescribers, so if we do detect mm. an infection, we can also treat them right. as well. Oh, that's really interesting. And on, we touched a little bit on urinary incontinence mm. and pelvic floor stresses. Obviously, yeah. that's all related partly to childbirth, but even if you've not had children, I think the changes in the menopause are going to make you more vulnerable. Is that right? Definitely. Certainly with that lack of estrogen around your vaginal area, where you've got all those estrogen receptors. Mm. Also, the, the collagen that is, you know, that's relaxing. Um, as you age, that stress incontinence is quite a big issue. I've met a lot of ladies that have actually, you know, in their thirties and forties, that won't leave the house because of stress incontinence. Gosh, what won't? Because they're afraid to leave the house in case they can't go to a friend's house for coffee, in case they leave a damp patch on the seat, or oh you know, they goodness. can't wear fashionable clothing. They won't wear tight clothing because they're wearing great big, huge incontinence pads that yes. that will stick out through their clothes. Ladies that can't go around a supermarket because of. of you know, they can't do a whole family shop without right. needing to go to the toilet in the middle of it. Or, or planning journeys, you know, ladies that plan their, their car journey, they're going to visit a friend, but they have to know where the service stations are so they can stop, so they can stop off. And actually, even these incontinence pants, which I'm seeing increasingly advertised, so, yeah. you know, presumably there is this growing need or at least a growing awareness. Number one, they're very expensive. Yes. To have to use them on a daily basis. And many women who are affected will actually use quite a few. We're not just talking like one yeah, or two. It's not, it's not just about the passive. Then you start worrying in case you smell and things like that. Oh. So people are changing their past much, you know, quite frequently. Yeah. And they're also full of plastics. So, yes. you know, from an environmental level. Definitely. It's, it's, but it's we almost normalise it because we sort of say, mm. well, you know, you're 40, you've had three children. Of course you can't laugh, cough and sneeze without leaking urine and it, it almost becomes a joke or you walk into the supermarket and you see shelves and shelves and shelves of pads and it's almost an accepted thing that, you've, that you're right. 40, you're 50 and, and that you're going to be a little bit incontinent. But you don't need to be, you no. know, a laser treatment can, can cure all that. So how? How does it work then? You know, if, if you're looking at helping with all these different areas, we're looking at addressing vaginal dryness, urinary incontinence, you know, how they all seem quite diverse, really. How, how, how yeah. is a laser helping that? So all our patients, so once they've spoken to the nurse on the telephone, they get a 45-minute consultation mm. um, where we can actually chat about their symptoms because everybody is so different. Right. And everybody's starting point and finishing point is so different. A lot of the other clinics, there's other clinics around that do the same treatment to us, but they're often consultant-led, which is why they charge more because obviously nurses earn less than doctors. Um and a lot of them say you have to have three treatments and they have to be performed three, six weeks apart and you have to pay up front. Mm. We're different in as much as we know that everybody's starting point and finishing points are so different. Right. 
And it isn't the laser that's curing the problem, it's the laser stimulating you to produce more collagen. Right, so how, how, how long does it take then? So if you, you, you have your zap with the laser, with a probe, so it's a bit like everyone, I'm sure everyone listening here, female, will have had a cervical smear at some stage. So it's a similar sort of in some ways it, it's insertion, li- isn't it? It is, but the cage, so we put a small cage inside the vagina that's a little bit like the speculum we use for a smear test, but it's probably less painful because when you're doing the smear, you're looking for the cervix, you're looking for the neck of the yeah, womb. Yeah, and you so, get prodded with so something So sometimes you have to scrapey. break around. Yeah, mm-hmm. and sometimes people's cervix is quite posterior, so it's difficult to find. Right. Whereas our cage, we just put it inside the vagina. We're not looking for anything. It's got a, a cap on the end that's protecting the cervix. So it just okay. fits quite smoothly inside the vagina, and then we insert the laser the head inside and we turn it and fire it so we're peppering the inside of the vagina wall trying to stimulate new collagen production right yeah one size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on same goes for healthcare. that's why united healthcare offers flexible budget-friendly coverage for medical vision dental and more learn more at uh1.com Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And I, you know, I'll say straight away, I've tried this because I, I try pretty much everything that I, mm. I write about or talk about. And certainly the internal section of the treatment there, you barely feel. Mm. I mean, you're, you're no, barely really... I suppose, is that because there, we don't have nerve... There's no nerve endings deep endings inside the there. vagina as well. Isn't that interesting? You would have mm. thought that God would have given us a few nerve endings in there, but maybe not for a good reason. <laughs> not for childbirth, possibly. <laughs> no, most of right. your nerve endings are um, collected around the opening to the vagina, so that's where you get, right. get, get the most stimulation. Yes, yeah, so, and and so after you've actually looked at the internal application of the laser, yeah. then you work on the outside. Yeah, and so that's where you do get, I have to say, a bit of stinging. It's a little bit more uncomfortable. So, I mean, I felt it was a bit like being twanged with an elastic band. Yeah. Other people would describe it. Everybody describes maybe. it different. One lady described it, it's a bit like if you're frying an egg and the, and the fat splatters your arm and you sort of get that instant pain. Mm. And somebody else said it's like a twisting pain. Everybody, and some ladies are but it's jumping totally on bearable. Over. Well, it's, for me, I mean, it wasn't. I think, yeah, it wasn't it's, an unbearable it's, it's not thing. painful particularly. It's uncomfortable, mm. but the pain doesn't last either. No, 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 no. It's, yeah. it's just once it's done. It's so done. once we've done the inside, so mm. the vagina, the house with the laxity, and then we do a little bit around the outside, so we can laser around the urethra which is the opening where you pass the urine from. So again, that stimulates new collagen and that helps with the stress incontinence. Right. 
we can do some lasering around the vaginal opening if there's any gaping. Some ladies almost have like tags of vaginal wall, you know, when I, we described about putting the tent back in the tent bag. Mm. Sometimes some of the bits almost look like they're hanging out a little bit. So we can laser, right. laser those. To, and will to they, what, there. so the tissue then shrinks? That'll, it shrinks back inside? Yeah, because that will stimulate the collagen will, will shrink back down. Gosh. Ladies that have had sort of bad stitches or an episiotomy, often there's quite a band of scar tissue. Yeah. So again, the lasing can soften that scar tissue. Mm-hmm. So once we've done that, and then we do a little bit around the labia. Um, again, that helps that to shrink, mm -hmm. to shrink back, and it makes it sort of pinker and perter and, and firmer. Right. And does that increase sensation? You know, let's talk about the sex life. Yeah. So yeah, so increase so that so the external appearance then looks better. And then we do some on the clitoral hood, which then increases the blood supply to the clitoris, which makes your orgasms more intense. Gosh, wow. That's amazing. <laughs> You're gonna be, people are going to be queuing around the block. Let's hope so. <laughs> and how long does it take? You say that actually it's not an immediate treatment because what you're doing is you're stimulating the collagen to these areas. So how long before you expect to get that collagen? It's very different because everybody will react differently. Okay. Ladies that smoke, their results won't be as good. Ladies mm -hmm. that are very overweight, their results won't be as okay. good. Ladies that have a poor diet... And it's low in protein, obviously their, their results won't be as So you good. need more protein to create more collagen Definitely. to help yes. that stimulate. Mm -hmm. yeah. And ladies from different nationalities, different skin tones, different skin colours. Right. Which skin tones react better? So, the, the, so the African, the dark skin tones have much better results than the Do white skin really? tones. Do they really? That's not fair, no. is it? That we're no. so different. <laughs> Gosh, and is there an optimum age? I mean, or, or is there a minimum age that you wouldn't treat? Do you do you we get young girls coming in saying, "Oh, I fancy this"? Because we certainly wouldn't um, treat anybody under the age of eighteen, definitely. No, um, and anybody under the age of twenty-five, really. And we've had a lot of ladies that have come to us that have been around the twenty-four, never had children, mm. um, and they have their consultation with us because all I can't. So you have your telephone consultation over the phone and then you're booked in for a 45 minute consultation the actual procedure takes about 15 minutes so you have half an hour to chat about your symptoms yeah um, and if you decide you don't want to proceed then there is no charge for, mm. for that consultation right um, and but so that it, gives you an option to talk about other things presumably gives, definitely you can talk about diet and lifestyle and what's brought you here you know and, and so if somebody's got a sort of a psychological issue then obviously we can make referrals elsewhere to other services right we're going to be joined um, in the next few weeks by a women's physio therapist who's also a psychosexual counsellor. So we're sort of our network is expanding to include other healthcare professionals mm. that can help with all the issues of women's health. Do you get women coming in sometimes with their husbands, or, or you know, actually being brought there by the husband saying, "Oh, I, I you know, I fancy a, a designer vagina for my wife. Will you help or my girlfriend?" Um, we do. We try and um, filter those sort of people out over the right, phone. Right, of course, because you know, you've got the screening so process. Yeah. You? So if it was a husband that rang up, then we would be very reluctant to treat. We're also very you talk look, to the woman. We're very reluctant to treat people that don't speak English and right. using their husbands for translation. Yeah, um, but we would do yeah. that. But we would want an external translator to make sure that the lady's not being coerced. Yeah. Obviously, we're very conscious of um, the FGM, you know, female genital mutilation. Yeah, do you see any of that? Not a lot. We've seen a little bit. You um, must have seen that in the, in your history as a midwife though, and working. Um, we come across a few, but if there's any anybody that we're ever concerned about, that we would not mm. not treat. Yeah, and would that be something that could potentially help? a woman who's suffered in that way and is, is looking to get some relief for the future? Probably not, because they've got just too much scar tissue. Right, right. Yeah. So you're looking at minor adjustments. Yeah. And, if, yeah, and if somebody came because their husband had bought them because he felt that they were too loose, again, that wouldn't be somebody we would want to treat. Right. Yeah. Um, I did have a lady that came to me um, 
that was going through with an arranged marriage, but she'd had sex before, so she wanted the treatment because she wanted to be a virgin again. Again, that's somebody else we would not treat. Oh, my goodness. So, you know, but but she still had areas. her 45-minute consultation and we right. chatted about things. And, you know, hopefully she got quite a benefit from just yeah. talking, really. Yeah. And then once you've had your treatment, so you, you may obviously have to have a course of, of laser treatments, is that it for life or is this something that you need to keep so up? So the gold standard is that you have three treatments six weeks apart. But like mm -hmm. I said, everybody's starting point and finishing points are different. Some people mm. might only need one. Some women might only be able to afford one. Yeah. And we don't want to deny that those women any treatments at all. Yeah. In an ideal world, then you would then come back for an annual top-up. Because mm -hmm. remember, we are still continuing to age. Right. Our collagen is, is, there's collagen cords are still yeah. unwinding, we're still ageing. What do you think about taking collagen? Because, I, I mean, I'm, the, 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 the jury's out on it, really. I, I don't know. It's very hard to monitor, isn't it? It is very hard to monitor. But, but whether yeah. it actually helps. I think eating a sort of a, a diet that's high in proteins, Definitely. giving you the good fats. The, the, yeah, the, and, it, the and it's the fats that are very important for the hormone production as well. Yeah, um, interesting. A, a lot of our ladies as well, you know... Sort of a lot of menopausal ladies around their fifties mm. um, that are black in the estrogen, we may prescribe them for them to have vaginal estrogen cream to use mm. alongside. Not all of our nurses are prescribers, so those that can't, we can write letters to the GPs and ask the GPs to prescribe. Okay, them. and there are different forms, are there? You can get sort of a ring that you insert. You can get a ring that you can insert. You can get the estrogen. vaginal pessaries, which are less messy, or you can get the vaginal cream. Mm. Um, and with this treatment, just thinking about the lasers here, would that be good for women who have an active estrogen receptor breast cancer? Yes. Know, who are not able to take HRT but still have an issue with vaginal dryness or vaginal atrophy. Definitely. We have, you know, we, quite a lot of our patients actually are, are quite um, blown away by by the results of their treatment um, and actually want to join and be, sort of be, almost become ambassadors of our network and help promote mm. what, what we do. We've had a lady, Sarah Carson, who's written a blog um, and she's on our website and she, mm. she had um, breast cancer and um, had terrible problems where she couldn't have intercourse with her partner at all. And the laser, it's just changed her life, the laser treatment. Gosh, amazing. And I think, you know, for so many women who are so nervous about things like this, it, what's great is that it's really opening up the discussion, isn't it, and dialogue. Yes. And we're actually talking about things like yeah. vaginal dryness, vaginal atrophy, even things like clitoral atrophy. Mm -hmm. I mean, all these things, they just sound so terrifying. But once you start almost normalising it, vocalising it. I mean, all women have a vagina, so it, it's something, vaginal health is something that, it's, it's that so we need to talk about. And it's so linked into other areas. It's not yeah. just sex, so that's obviously a very important area. But, you know, when you look at your whole pelvic health... Yeah, and, you know, the risk of infections and some ladies get recurrent thrush infections. And, sure. And women don't even know what vaginal discharge looks like a lot, you mm -hmm. know. I mean, I still work part-time in a GP surgery for the NHS as well, so I sort of see women on the NHS... You know, and I had a young girl that came to see me quite recently that had got a lump. It was her clitoris. Right. People and just didn't... do not know what their anatomy no. looks like. Because people, oh, they, you know, and when they do look, they look, as I say, they Google images and things. But And they think that's right. And as you say, not. it's very yeah. often photoshopped or scary. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me, what is vaginal atrophy clinically and how would we recognise that? So vaginal atrophy is it's when the t you know, once you've reached the menopause and the, the tissues, you've got no circulating estrogen. So the tissue becomes very dry and very mm. tissue paper. It often becomes quite pale in colour. Mm -hmm. Um, and it almost looks like tissue paper. It can split quite easily, especially during intercourse and the dryness. And, you know, women that are very happily married with their partners are just unable to have intercourse because of the dryness. And it's not through lack of in interest in what they're doing or yeah. that they don't love their husbands anymore. It's just that they haven't got the hormones to keep the tissues moist. And that's putting such a strain potentially on relationships. Definitely. And especially at a time when you may feel 
have a low mood or anxiety yeah. or, or lack of sleep. It's yeah. it's a it's a culmination, it's isn't it? Oh my goodness! I mean, the average age of the menopause is fifty one, and you know our life expectancy now for us we're going to live to be sort of in our nineties. Potentially, we can spend almost half of our life in this postmenopausal stage. Yes. At 50, we should be having the time of our lives. You we know, should, our children are leaving yes, home and going to university. Potentially. It's a freedom, and we should be having lots of fun. <laughs> so as well as having this lovely network of nurses, you've also got a consultant, haven't you, on board now? We have, yes. We've got a consultant gynaecologist. He calls himself an honorary nurse. Great, that's a good title. And he's a fabulous chap. Um, and he's there to support us. And if we come across any unusual cases, anything that we can't treat or sometimes we just need to bounce ideas off each other mm. he's there as a referral point as well oh that's very handy that's very reassuring if you come across something definitely you know, unusual medically yes and what about taking this further outside the clinics you know taking this into the workplace for example yeah we two things that we have done one when we first started the clinic we, we sent a, a survey to all our ladies um about what, what what they needed to know about women's health, really. And the big thing we found was the am I normal was the biggest question really? that came up. Really, am I normal? I the can I so normal? identify with that. <laughs> yeah. So, And that is the question that's probably asked by nearly every single lady that gets up on the couch. Mm. Am I normal? Um, also, women's education, really. Women want to know more about what their anatomy looks like, what, what their functions are, mm. uh, what all the different parts of their anatomy do. Um, and also more education on menopause yeah I think we're beginning to see that in the workplace definitely you know I'm always astounded that there's all sorts of policies in the work for you know maternity and paternity and pregnancy leave and all of that and yet you get to perhaps a more senior or a long-standing part of your career you've given so many decades of your life to it and there's this deafening silence what you know do you have any any help there or are you doing any work with definitely I mean women in their 50s are you know Sort of professionally, they're at their prime, really, and there's a lot of ladies that are, mm. that are going into boardrooms and all of a sudden getting the brain fog of menopause and and, and the anxiety. And on um, the presentations that they were doing 10, 20 years ago, they suddenly have lost their confidence in doing those. Mm. Um, so we've actually been in. So we're doing another campaign that we're doing is menopause in the workplace, where we've been into sort of a couple of uh, large companies where we've. Sort of can talk about menopause and it's almost like mm. a bit of a stand really where we ladies can come over and um, we talked about menopause we've talked about STI screening we've talked about contraception um, and we have sort of coils out so women can look see what a coil looks like mm. see what a speculum looks like people know about going for a smear test but they don't really a friend will say oh there's this huge piece of plastic they crank <laughs> you open and, and when you actually see and can hold what them yourself and, yeah. and touch them and feel them you realise actually they're not that bad at all so just any aspects of women's health really mm. um, so we do that in the workplace and then ladies come home and tell us their stories one, one of the large banks that we went into recently a lady came over and she was having dreadful hot flushes and she wanted to have a fan on her desk at work mm. and her manager said she needed a GP letter to have a fan on her desk oh how ridiculous so, so how... if you really want to sit there with a fan on your desk being so visible exactly. I mean would you do that for choice unless no. you needed it but how humiliating for her that she has yes. to go to her GP but also what a waste of, of GP appointments sure you know it's very hard to get a GP appointment yeah. because you're ill but GPs should not be wasting time writing letters to say that you need a fan on your desk no well I hope that's we can raise awareness so that that's, doesn't happen uh, we'd like to really raise awareness and, and just get lots more education for ladies great so how do women find you online? Because I know, as a woman, I would be quite reluctant to put in the words vagina into a Google search engine. Are there sort of problems associated with that? There are lots of problems associated with that, and we've struggled with our website because there's a lot of words that Google won't allow us to use 
for example, the word vagina, you're not allowed to use any advertising with that word in it at all. Really? So you can't go onto Facebook and advertise, you know, saying about, you know, how, how, you know, how to improve the health of your vagina? No, because you're not allowed to use the word vagina. That's outrageous. That, word, that's sort of like censoring a key female body part. It's Definitely. like saying you can't, you can't use the word elbow. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's... That's really shocking. So how do you get around that then? How, how do people, what are the signposts for people to find you online? I mean, just by putting things into Google search like vagina, design a vagina or di, uh, vagina rejuvenation. Um, and so I, even though they might not be the main terms you're looking for, it, it will eventually, it will eventually lead, 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 lead to our website. To you. Also, a lot of the patients that I've had treatments with have been so impressed and so blown over by the results that they've had that they've wanted to do things mm. um, in the media. One of our ladies went on this morning TV and talked about mm-hmm. the procedure Another lady that had a treatment was in Closer magazine mm-hmm. and talked about the procedure. And unfortunately, she was suspended from her job because she, she said, although she hadn't used, talked about sex, she said it had improved all areas of her health. So she right. was suspended from, from work. Good heavens. And how do you monitor the results? So, for example, things like urinary stress incontinence, how can you monitor that that's improved? So all of our ladies, once they've had that telephone consultation with a nurse, they're sent an email to confirm the booking for their appointment in the clinic. But they're also attached to that email is a, is a questionnaire which gives us a, some information about their background and what's brought them to us. But it also includes something called the Female Sexual Function Index, which is a, a recognised recordable scale for research. So they're sent... The question before the treatment and then sort of at various times throughout their treatment programme, they get the same questionnaire sent again Mm -hmm. so that we can sort of quantify whether they're having improvements as well. But just women just have have good results. I had a lady that came, she was using eight pads a day and went down to one. Gosh, after so how many treatments? After three treatments. Three treatments. Three so she's using eight incontinent eight pads. Incontinent the cost of that, let alone the human yeah. indignity of and it. And how that's, you know, having mm. that urine against your skin, it's very skin, you know, it's not good for your skin. Health no, either, so. no. How fabulous. Very empowering. Yeah. Thank Ali, you. thank you very much. And that is all we have time for today. But as always, you will find the links to the resources we've talked about today over on com, where you can also sign up for our free newsletter. And I hope you have loved this mini-series. I... I just think I've been so fortunate to have some really fascinating guests taking a much closer look than perhaps we would normally do at some very intimate body parts. Certainly some vocabulary that I never thought I'd be talking about on the airwaves, but hopefully giving us so much more empowering and helpful knowledge, which all helps to make these topics a little less taboo. So do please share. Feel free to share with your girlfriends, with your your wives, your mothers, your daughters, and let's spread the word. And there's still lots more to come on Wellness with Lizelle. I hope you continue to enjoy. And thank you very much to all those who are leaving such brilliant reviews. The team and I do sincerely appreciate it. So until the next time, go well. Bye-bye.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.